Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Cedric Benson Family Reunion, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. Jana, welcome to the program tonight. Hi, how are you, Sherpa? <laughs> this family reunion thing is getting a little out of hand. I just got slapped by Cedric, but I think the cops are chasing him down over there. So how was your week? That's, that's you all excited about this CBA about to be approved? <laughs> Um, I would love for it to happen. There's a lot of free agents that need jobs, so I'd like to get this show on the road. There's only so many times we can analyze each team. <laughs> well, that's true. So speaking of which, why don't you tell people what they can look forward to on the show besides listening to us tonight? <laughs> well, we're going to take a look at every team in the AFC tonight. We're going to look at their strengths, weaknesses, who's a worthwhile fantasy contributor, uh, who's just not even worth your time. Maybe we'll play a little bit more. Who that am I? I'll try and... <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some oh, words about the Chiefs. Okay, um, good. And we might play a little bit of Who Am I? Hopefully I can keep my streak alive. Um, but in the meantime, you can be a part of the show and let us know what you're thinking and uh, all that kind of good stuff throughout the show. You can find us uh, on Twitter, by email, on Facebook, or you can call. I'll give you all that information, but there are a lot of ways to get a hold of us, and we're checking them all, so feel free to. You can call us at 347-677-1608, or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And you can find us on Facebook under the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And, I mean, short of a carrier pigeon or smoke signals, I think we've got all our bases covered for how you can contact us. Are we on Google Plus yet? Not quite yet. Maybe one of these days. All right. Well, I'll get on that. And I'll get on the carrier pigeons, too, although I think more people will probably (laughs) use the carrier pigeons in Google Plus. But that's just a prediction. (laughs) And I guess we should just jump right in and take a look at the AFC. Can I plug the blog real quickly? I just put up a a post a few minutes before the show, which is why I was late, although our audience doesn't know that. But um, I just put up a post on the Fantasy Football Sherpa blog about, uh, it's called 47 Reasons Why You Should Hold Off on Your Fantasy Football Draft This Year, and it's basically a list of some of the uh, top free agents by position that are likely to change teams. So make sure you scour that list and check it twice and figure out who's been naughty and nice before you do your fantasy football drafts this year. Absolutely, and I know some people are already drafting, uh, some people are mock drafting like fiends trying to pass the time, but hopefully the CBA gets ratified soon and we can actually start drafting for real. We will be having Fourth and Inches Fantasy Football Leagues again, we did that last year, and it was a lot of fun, hopefully I have a better showing than I did last year, but we will be doing that once there's actually football going to be played, we'll set that up, so keep an eye out for that in the future. The show would be pretty boring if we did the Canadian Football League every week. Nobody would know who we were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that we, guy. Wasn't he in college 10 years ago? We would have to work on our Canadian accents, I think, for that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we could just I, – I think people would recognize the players' names without that, but that's just a guess. Yeah, you never know. All right, shall we jump right in? Let's do it. 
All right, let's start with the AFC East, home of the Super Bowl to be champion Buffalo Bills. So why don't you start with them, Jen, and give us your thoughts on the Bills. I know they're one of your favorite teams. Well, the Bills make me sad for a lot of reasons. Uh, they're you don't like one the of logo the on the helmet? OJ, no, what, I mean, what makes I'm, you sad about them? <laughs> Their offense is one of the worst. Their defense is not much better. There's just the worst part is is there's just not a lot of good stuff happening. It's not like they're throwing in the towel and giving rookies a lot of experience and they'll get better in the next couple of years. It's just a mess. Um right now I guess Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. Um how much confidence I have in him? Not a lot. It would He's be nice be a if pro he could get this year. It would be nice if he could get through a season. Then I might start Will. feeling better about <laughs> Will, trust me on this. Uh-huh. Just wait till we get to the Chiefs, guys. <laughs> then you'll really see us battle. No, um, they're, they're going to pass on Andrew Luck next year. They're going to have the worst record in the football because their defense is going to stink, but Ryan Fitzpatrick will make the Pro Bowl because he's going to be throwing 75 passes a game and completing 55 of them. You know, if he completes 55 passes, they might be able to hang with a few other teams, but I still don't think they'd have a winning record. <laughs> There's just not enough there offensively. Uh, you've got Steve Johnson, Batman, Robin. I don't know who, which persona he is this week, the Joker, but he is that woman. Aside, He's pretty much the only thing they have going wide receiver-wise, which means he's going to be double-covered constantly. Lee Evans is there, but... Hopefully he bounces back or else it's just it's going to be painful to watch the Bills play. Their running backs, I don't feel a lot better about Fred Jackson or CJ Spiller. I just I'm not there's not a lot to get excited about. I mean even their kicker isn't good. <laughs> you don't like Ryan Lindell? I do he's, not like Ryan Lindell. He's pretty awesome. He hasn't made a pro bowl yet, I don't think, but he will one of these years. Yeah, if he maybe gets on a team that's not the Bills, he might have a shot. Well, I don't know. Uh, I I take a little bit different tact. I mean, I agree with you. They're 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 an atrocious team, and especially wide receiver wise. Once you get past uh, Steve Johnson, there's there's really nothing there. I mean, Lee Evans, you know, he's he's been on the verge of a breakout for ten years now. So I don't, I think we yeah, I keep hearing safely that. say that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm a little bit more optimistic about C.J. Spiller's prospects than you are. But uh, we'll see. I agree with Fred Jackson not doing it for me, but I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic about Spiller than you are. And also, I like Fitzpatrick a little bit more than you do. So, And also, their tight ends, kind of a mess, but Sean Nelson is somebody that always intrigues me. Again, he can never stay healthy long enough to be intriguing, but for some reason, yeah. I always circle his name every year. But, well, uh, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of tight ends in general. I just I, there are a lot of them to like in the league right now, and it would be nice if he would step up because somebody needs to catch these 55 completions. You think Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna? Have? It's gonna be C.J. Spiller. Oh, all right. He's gonna run and catch. He's gonna just do it all. Him and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, he's gonna throw the ball to himself and score touchdowns on every play. I guess he's been training with Tim Tebow in the off season. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Although Tebow, we said last week he can score touchdowns in games, two game in games he's not even playing in. Maybe he, he will help the Bills. And, Maybe Tim Tebow will be the answer for the Bills. <laughs> yeah, he could be. It's as much of a, a possibility as anybody actually on the Bills roster, I think. Yeah, I hope Denver and Buffalo don't end up playing each other this year. He's going to get really confused. It'd be tough. 
Obviously, yeah. we don't feel like the Bills have a lot going on because Tim no, Tebow well, might be their best on. prop. <laughs> right. If Tim Tebow is the best thing they have going for them, we should probably move on. Probably. All right. How about the Miami Dolphins? What, what do you think about them? Um, we talked First briefly about First of all, do you think they're better this. than the Bills or no? I think the Dolphins are better than the Bills, marginally. Okay. Um, okay. But part of that's also because I'm not ready to give up on Chad Henney and – Short uh, of Chad Henney, I think I'm the only one in the world. <laughs> okay, who do you? There's two quarterbacks left for you to draft: Ryan Fitzpatrick or Chad Henney. Which one do you take? Chad Henney. <laughs> I take Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> the smart move would be to take Fitzpatrick. He at least has a job right now, and as soon as free agency opens, Chad Henney probably won't. Well, but he's a smart I guy think too. He is. I just Supposedly. I think that there's still something left there. And hopefully he gets a chance to prove it. It might not be with the Dolphins, but I think he'll land somewhere if if not. But uh, they do have the rookie running back, Daniel Thomas, that they paid a whole lot for to get. So hopefully he steps up after a decidedly underwhelming season by both Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams last year. Fantasy-wise, I, I think you could take a flyer on either Brown or Williams, but I just do you think either of them will be back with the Dolphins, or are they going to move on? I don't know. I I think they have to sign at least one of them. You can't put all your stock in one rookie. But Well, maybe they sign another veteran like Lawrence Maroney, which would make their team even better. <laughs> well, or the problem is no that Brown and Williams had such bad years last year that how many other people are going to be breaking down the door to get them, short of maybe the, the Denver Broncos? Point. Yeah, that's true, too. But... They've Lusaka got some good wide receivers. If they can get an year. arm, if they can get an arm to throw to them, you got Brandon Marshall, who you never know what you're going to get, but he could be good. You got Devon Best, Brian Hartline, Yeah, if nobody stabs him, he might be a good production. Well, you could take a stab on him. Mm. Well, uh-huh. Anyway, okay, <laughs> but I agree with you. I love their wide receiving core. You know, with Marshall and Best and Hartline, it's just a matter of. Yeah, is Henny going to be able to get the ball to them or not? And you obviously make I believe. a little bit more than I do. I'm I'm not a believer. I'm more than sorry, anybody does. It's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> what about anything their tight end wise that interests you? Anthony Fasano, I keep thinking he's going to get over the hump and become a real fantasy value and mm-hmm. you know bring something to the table, but he just hasn't done it, and I. I don't know when enough is enough. He has a lousy quarterback. Maybe. (laughs) I just think there's so many good tight ends out there right now that Fasano is is almost non-existent fantasy-wise right now. Okay. Maybe if you're starting eight tight ends, then you might want to take a flyer on him. I might might want to play in that league. (laughs) Okay. Chad Henney might pass, though. So, all right. Shall we move on? All right. Let's keep rolling. Okay, New England, why don't I go first with them? They've got Mr. Pretty Boy at quarterback. He's still one of the best, I think. They've got a mess at running back. I don't Mm -hmm. like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. He's a restricted free agent, and it's probably better for them if he leaves anyway. Not a fan. Mm -hmm. Danny Woodhead, not a fan. Wide receiver-wise, yeah, I love their wide receivers, but they're all about 5'2". I mean, Wes Welker, Deion Branch, Julian Edelman, you know, I don't know how they can get much smaller than that, but... uh, yeah, they they keep trying. Tight ends, I like their tight ends, but like we talked a couple of shows ago, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, you never know which one of them is going to be the, the hot hand right. in a given game, so it really doesn't seem to make 
much sense to draft either one of them. And then Stephen Goskowski, I guess you almost draft a kicker from, you know, you, you like to pick kickers from high-scoring offenses, and regardless of you know, who's there for New England, as long as uh, Tom Brady's the quarterback and doesn't get right. hurt in the first uh, game of the season, they figure that to be pretty good then. But so eh, they, they'll I probably mean, bring in another. He's shown us but, over and over that if he's out there, somebody will catch the ball. It doesn't really matter to him who's there. It's just. Do you think they bring any veteran wide receivers in, and what names have you heard associated with them? You know, I'm not sure if they will. I just, I'm, I just don't get the feeling that they're going to. If no Nate Wilson, no Chad Johnson, no Vincent Jackson, no nothing like that. They already played the Randy Moss game, and while he was good for that one season, I just, I don't think Bill Belichick wants to deal with a, an Ocho Cinco personality or have a reality show camera following him through the locker room. I just don't think that's going to fly there. That would be a pretty boring reality show. It probably would be. Maybe they could all cut off sleeves of sweatshirts together or something. Yeah. I just Goodies. I feel like as if it, there wasn't this drawn out lockout that they might be making some moves, but I f- I just I think they're content with what they have and there's anything out there's not going to be a real upgrade from somebody they already have on the roster. Okay. So and how about the the Jets? What's your take on them? Well, I think that I I just think the team has been overperforming <laughs> for the last two years. I don't know if they can really keep it up. I've never really been a Mark Sanchez fan, as people from last year I'm sure have figured out by now from listening to us. And the biggest issue for me is the wide receiving core. They've got guys who are getting ready to walk. They're free agents, Braylon Edwards, Antonio Holmes. They have to keep at least one of them. If both of them leave, I want they're Holmes in trouble. If you gave me that choice. I think I would want Santonio Holmes as well if I had to pick one. But they need to keep one of the two because Jericho Cotri, while he's a good receiver still, he and Brad Smith are not a scary one-two punch for most teams. Their running game is still fairly solid. Sean Green's going to be a workhorse again. LaDainian Tomlinson might still have something left in the tank, but then you've got a couple of rookies like Joe McKnight still there. And Dustin Keller, I think, is a really good tight end, although he had some injury issues last year, and I think he's an elite tight end. I think he's a top 10 tight end, but most quote-unquote experts don't agree with that. <laughs> well, when you have a defense... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, he, he always seems to be another one of those guys. You circle and you think, this is going to be the year, this is going to be the year, and then it just doesn't happen. And after a while, you just wonder, is this you know, Charlie Brown trying to kick the football? Am I just being duped into believing you know, that he's that there's more there than there really is? But you know, he, he shows flashes, but he just can't seem to do it for a whole season. He just disappears for whole games. I don't know why that is, but uh, but Very I agree true. with you wholeheartedly. Their the whole key to their offense is whether they can sign you know Santonio Holmes. And then I'm not such a Braylon Edwards fan, but I guess he's okay. But yeah, I just yeah, I I just don't think that they're ever going to be a Super Bowl team as long as Mark Sanchez is there. I know they've been pretty close, but uh, I'm just it's, not a fan. I don't think he's a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And I know they're 
you've made the argument. I don't think he's even a good enough quarterback are, to get to the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> you've yeah. made the argument that plenty of not great quarterbacks have gotten Super Bowl rings, but their defense um, will carry them like people? they do every year. And That's Mark true. Sanchez and the offense will kind of limp along with them. And I think they'll put up a good showing. I mean, their division isn't exactly stacked top to bottom, but I just they're not winning a Super Bowl this year or next year. It's just not happening. Okay. So we've covered all four teams in the AFC East at this point. So what's your prediction for the order that they'll finish in? Well, I think the Patriots finish on top. The Jets are behind them, the Dolphins in third, and the Bills are going to be a very distant last. Okay, we agree. <laughs> all right. All right, Mark AFC East, people. It doesn't happen often. That's right. If, if we're wrong, just forget we ever had this conversation. It's going to be because exactly. of all the free agents that signed elsewhere after we had the show. But uh, And if we're right, <laughs> it was because of our innate intelligence then. So, of all right, why don't, we, why don't we keep moving and go with the – with the um let's do the AFC North next. All right. All right. So yeah, what what do you what do you think of just going in alphabetical order here? What what do you think of uh Cincinnati? Uh well, I think that they're another team that are going to have a whole lot of issues. They have a lot of holes to fill, a lot of personnel issues. And a lot of question marks. Uh, number one, is Carson Palmer going to play for them? No. Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't necessarily think Carson Palmer is going to spend his season sitting on the couch eating chips. I think he will pull a Brett Favre and retire and go somewhere else. Cedric Benson's a free agent. They need to bring him back. Uh, he's got legal problems. He's not the world's best running back, but he's – better than anything they're going to find, and he already knows the offense. Um, Cincinnati's not exactly going to be a free agent hotbed this year because nobody thinks they're going to do anything. You don't have a quarterback. You really don't have receivers. You maybe have a running back in Cedric Benson. Jermaine Gresham at tight end is all right, and you've got a mediocre defense at best, and (laughs) things just look really, really bleak. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think they really need to bring in a veteran quarterback there. I, I mm-hmm. just my gut tells me Palmer won't be back there, but we'll see. And I, I just can't imagine so. them throwing Andy Dalton to the Wolves with a team or the Bengals with a team that's going to be. I like is, I like Andy Dalton. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, but he's got absolutely nothing to help him this exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think they have to bring in somebody to you know, be the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, for that team this year. But Mm -hmm. I'm a little more optimistic about Bernard Scott than it sounds like you are. I think if they Mm -hmm. finally give him a chance and he stays healthy, that I don't think they're going to miss Benson too much. I'll make a a friendly prediction that if if Benson goes elsewhere and Scott starts this year, that Scott will outgain Benson regardless of wherever Benson winds up. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll take can, that way. Feel free to remind me if I'm if I'm uh, wrong. So, and then the one guy you didn't talk about that I'm a little bit surprised with the receiving core is Jordan Shipley because oh. I know oh, you do we'll like there. him a lot. Okay. <laughs> I love well, Jordan Shipley. <laughs> I know you do, and that's why I was a little surprised you didn't mention him. That you just kind of dismissed their whole wide receiving core with a the wave of a hand. I mean, yeah. Well, the biggest problem for me is while I do love Jordan Shipley, and I'm. I'm okay on some of their younger receivers. 
it, they don't have a quarterback. They I don't know who's going to be throwing. They will. Them. They will. They, I mean, obviously they, somebody's going to be out there. They're not going to go on the field with ten players. It's not going to be Derek Anderson. <laughs> I hope it's not. That would be terrible. That would be but even I worse. I really like Jordan Shipley. I'd call him a sleeper, but I just I'm I don't know if I'm ready to commit to say you should be putting him on a roster, even taking him as a flyer in a late round, until I know who's going to be throwing to him. As long as it's not Derek Anderson, I think you're pretty safe in, in putting him on a roster as a late-round pick, but we'll see. And then, of course, <laughs> the whole thing with Jerome Simpson, can he keep up what he was doing at the end of last year or not? I mm-hmm. tend to think not, but we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I, I think Shipley is – I wouldn't be surprised if he's their leading receiver this year. And I wouldn't yeah. be either, but I just don't know how, how big of numbers is the Bengals' leading receiver going to really have. Suppose it's 700 or 800 yards. That's still helpful. Yeah. I mean, Four or we'll five see. touchdowns. Yeah, we, we might. So, and um, tight end-wise, I agree with you about Gresham. And the, the other guy that always kind of intrigues me, but, you know, I feel, again, a little bit like Charlie Brown kicking the football with him is Chase Kaufman. I always think, uh, this guy, maybe this year, if he stays healthy, he'll do well, but... He never does stay healthy, so we never get to test the second part of that assumption. Unfortunately not. No. So why don't we keep on moving then to a team that has a slightly brighter future, I think, and that would be the Cleveland Browns. Do you agree with that? Uh, I definitely think their future is brighter. I I don't necessarily think they're going to the Super Bowl this year, but they have a lot more going for them than the Bengals do. (laughs) Okay. What do you like about the Browns? Um... I like Colt McCoy at quarterback. I know he's no Tom Brady just yet, but I think there's a lot of potential there. Obviously, Peyton Hillis at running back. Is, are his numbers going to be as huge? I don't necessarily think so, but they're still going to be admirable. I think Montario Hardestay is going to be an interesting second running back role there. Agreed. Um, Actually, I disagree. I think he's going to be their leading running back at some point this season. Well, I think he's going to have a he's going to have a good chunky yardage. I don't I don't necessarily think they'll put the number one tag on him, but it wouldn't surprise me if there were games where he outperformed Hillis. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. Wide receiver wise, though, uh, I, there's not that much to get excited about. Brian Rubisky, Greg Little, Muhammad Masqua, they're they're just not playmakers. I mean, they're not star playmakers that are going to be huge different maker, difference makers in a game. You're Great not a Josh a Cripps fan. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't like him that much. Okay. I just don't think there's ever enough that warrants as much talk about him. That production-wise, he just doesn't do enough for me. He's the poor man's Percy Harvin. Poor man's. <laughs> or the injured man's Percy Harvin. Mm, Percy Harvin's still pretty injured. Without the migraine. Yeah, I think Greg Little as a rookie could be a good fit, and he's got a, a decent shot to have some relevance there. I just they don't they don't wow me as a wide receiver core. And how about uh, Ben Watson at tight end? You like him or no? I think there are a lot better options fantasy-wise. I think he'll, you know, do his job and, you know, be there, be a dependable tight end, but I don't think he's going to put up huge numbers. I 
I don't know. I've always liked him for some reason. I just I, I wish they'd thrown more to him when he was in New England, and I think you know, he finally got to see a little bit of what he was capable of last year. And but like you said, you know, there's so much depth at tight end that you don't necessarily you know you're you're obviously not going to reach for him. But you know, if mm-hmm. you've left tight end for the last round or two, and he's the best thing out there, you, I don't think you'll you'll necessarily be uh, unhappy about that. But mm-hmm. we'll see. But so yeah. I, I agree with you about McCoy. I'm, I'm a little more optimistic about Hardesty than you are. Same thing on the wide receivers. I guess Cribs and Rubisky are the ones I like best there. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Again, not too much to get excited about. I think there's definitely the haves and the have-nots in the AFC North, and these two teams we just covered are definitely the have-nots. Yeah, it's it's kind of a two-horse race there. So speaking of horses, which we're not, but should we go on and talk about the Baltimore Ravens then? Let's. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot to get excited about. Are you a Joe Flacco about. fan or no? I am a he big top Joe five Flacco quarterback fan. this year, top ten? Uh, he's he absolutely a top ten. I think he's sneaking in on the top five. I, I think he may be six or seven. You have ten people uh, in your top five. <laughs> I might. I really might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him on the outside. He's on the outside looking into the top five. <laughs> okay. Fair I really enough. like him. I really like he's got a lot to work with. He's got a lot of tools. He's got a good defense too. He's not gonna be on the field all the time. But when you've got Ray Rice as your running back, you've got Anquan Bolden and Derek Mason and you know, Todd Heap at tight end is no slouch either. It's just he's got a lot of assets. And I think I think this is a team that's going to go deep in the playoffs, and they could potentially be a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But they, they always I, – I pick them every year to go to the Super Bowl, and they don't, so that's why I'm picking the Chiefs this year. I figure somebody else has to <laughs> to go there, and it's it's not going to be the Browns or the Bengals or the Bills or the Dolphins, so that leaves only a handful of teams left. But seriously, I, I like Joe Flacco maybe not quite as much as you. I think he's – still sort of a borderline top 10 quarterback, so I'm I'm not quite as high on him as you are. <laughs> Ray Rice, I think he's one of the best. You know, again, the main thing with him, can he stay healthy or not? McGahee, you know, he seemed like he really uh, fell into that uh, short yardage role last year and did pretty well with it. You know, LeBron McLean may not be back this year, but I don't think they'll miss him too much. The guy that concerns me a little bit is Derek Mason. You just wonder, with all the abuse and punishment he takes every year, you know, is how much longer is he going to hold up? And if he doesn't, you know, what else do they have besides uh, Anquan Bolden? It seems to me they really have to go out and sign somebody when the free agency starts because you know, they're not going to bring back... You know, T.J. Hushmanzada or Dante Stallworth nope. in all likelihood. So you know, there, there's not a lot there to, to choose from. And Todd Heap, I think, you know, at this point in his career, he'll be lucky if he can stay healthy. So I'm, yeah, I'm, he hasn't I'm, been real good at that the last couple of years. So no, the more I think of it, I'm wondering like... why I like them so much. I just I look <laughs> and I see three or four good players that I like, and the rest of them are just a bunch of question marks. But I I think they'll probably bring somebody in via free agency. But we'll see what they do. Well, and one of the big advantages they have is the core of their team is returning. They don't have a lot of position battles going on for starting jobs or a ton of free agents or rookies they need to bring in to the starting roles like some of these teams that we've talked about. So 
So that gives them a big time advantage over a lot of teams after this lockout. They just they're going to gel better faster than some of these other teams. I, I agree. And the other thing I like about them is the other advantage, built-in advantage they have, is they get to play the Bengals and the Browns four times. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> no. But they do have to play our next team also twice, and that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you think they're a, you you think the Ravens are the your pick to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC this year, or who would you pick? I know this isn't on the agenda, but uh, it's, who's your Super Bowl team? Hard. If you're going to give me I abuse could, for being a Chiefs fan, I'm going to give you a lot of abuse for being a Chiefs fan. <laughs> we'll get there, but I I think this year is the Ravens' year, although. It's hard to argue against the Steelers. They're, they still have a lot of weapons. They just, to me, there's a little too much turmoil there. That makes me uneasy. I don't like a lot of off the field issues. And okay. while the Ravens defense may be trying to stop crime, the Steelers are actively engaging in it. It seems. Okay. Well, here let's do this totally out of out of um, this totally out-of-the-blue comparison here. Quarterback okay. Ben LaRoethlisberger or Joe Flacco, who do you take? Oh. This year, I, <laughs> I think I might go Flacco this year, but I really like okay. Big Ben. All right, so we disagree on that. How about uh, Richard Menden? R- Richard, I love Osama bin Laden, even if he costs me my, <laughs> my endorsement deal versus Ray. Heinz Ward is a criminal rice. Which which one of those guys do you think will have a better season? Mm, on paper, it looks like Ray Rice, but I I I don't know. There's something about Richard Mendenhall. He's so tough. I th- I'm going to go with Mendenhall. Okay. Wide receiver core. Would you rather have Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward, and Emmanuel Sanders, or Anquan Bolden, Derek Mason, and the Seven Dwarfs? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers. <laughs> There's okay. a lot more proven wide receiver ability there. Tight end, do you want the injury-prone Heath Miller or the injury-prone Todd Heap? Todd Heap. He's a marginally healthier than Heath Miller. Uh, I don't know. Well, the one thing I will grant <laughs> you is that Dixon and, and Pitta behind him, I, I think they're probably a little bit more imposing if, if something happens to Heap than if uh, – you know, Heath Miller goes down. I don't think they're even bringing back Matt Spates, so who knows? Maybe they go out and sign, you know, you know somebody like um, well, I can't <laughs> even think now who they would sign. Kevin. Maybe Boss Tim Tebow will come play tight end for them. He could just. Tim Tebow could do that. Sure, they'll just have to <laughs> arrange the schedule so that they're playing. That that would probably work because Pittsburgh usually plays the early games and Denver's usually playing late games, so they they yeah, could probably work fine. that out. All right. I'm sure he can so, tell. But anyway, my point being that I, I just, when we do that comparison, I, I just think Pittsburgh looks a little bit better, top to bottom, at least fantasy wise, than the Ravens. And we I all know that. I can't disagree with that. Fantasy value translates into real value. Team wise, so. team wise, I like the Ravens better overall than the Steelers, just slightly. All right. So, what's your prediction on the order of finish for for this uh, division then? Uh, I think we would agree on our top two and our bottom two teams, but what order are you going to put them in? I'm going to go Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. I'll agree with you, except I'll put the Steelers on top of the Ravens and then go Browns, Bengals. So so far we're we're pretty much in agreement, which is a scary thing. It is weird. (laughs) I think we should be nervous about it. Which means if you're in Buffalo, you should probably start 
planning your Super Bowl party right about now. So Probably. anyway, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we go on to the AFC South next? And just because I'm a sadist, why don't we start with the Tennessee Titans then? And yeah, <sighs> quarterback like Cincinnati, it's just a mess. And I really don't expect Vince Young to be back, just like I don't expect Carson Palmer to be back. I really think they need to bring in a veteran. I don't think Andy Dalton should start right from the get-go, and I don't think Jake Locker should be forced to absorb punishment right from the get-go. Love Chris Johnson. Love the fact that they have somebody like uh, Javon Ringer behind him in case something happens to Johnson. Wide receiver, Britt is talented, but, you know, who knows how long he's going to be suspended for or how long he's going to stay out of trouble for, probably not long. And then after that, you know, there's just nothing really that impresses me wide receiver-wise. And then tight end-wise, you know, everybody seems to be high on Jared Cook. But, yeah, I I can't really understand the hype there yet. I don't know. Yeah, so, all right, so I'm not real high on them, but why don't you tell me what you, why don't you tell us what you think about uh, the, the the Titans who aren't? I think this is kind of going to be a lost year for them. It's not even really a rebuilding year because they don't have the pieces to rebuild. Obviously, Jake Locker's their, their quarterback of the future, and I suspect they'll put him in too soon, and that's never good. You're either going to get damaged mentally or physically or both, and that's going to just set him back. Chris Johnson is going to be Chris Johnson because realistically, what else do they have going? Kenny Britt, if he plays, you know, three quarters of the season, I'd be shocked. Um, He's obviously going to have some deal with suspension, and he's not very good at staying out of trouble. Um, Nate Washington, I guess, is wide receiver two out there, and while he had some some nice catches back in the day with Pittsburgh, he hasn't really done much lately for anybody. And I don't get the Jared Cook hype either. I know you love to say that rookie quarterbacks are going to be looking to their tight end, but I just I don't think there's going to be enough consistency. It's going to be a revolving door at quarterback. It just, it's going to be a mess. It's not going to be I think fun The last to thing I saw or read was that Tim Hasselbeck said that his brother Matt was going to end up there, and I just thought there's a match made in heaven. But uh, oh, I'm not goodness. a big Matt Hasselbeck fan either. So, but anyway, mm, all right. Yeah. How about the Houston Texans? Are you as big a Matt Schaub fan as I am? I do really like Matt Schaub. Um, top five? I, I think he's. I no. I have too many people in my top five as it is. He might be like eight Joe or Flacco nine. Or Matt Schaub. <laughs> um. Oh, you know, Schaub. I'm going to – I think it's a push, but I think Schaub's going to have better fantasy numbers. It just – he's good. Sounds and like it I think you to say that. It doesn't seem like <laughs> – I like Matt Schaub a lot. I have him on teams a lot, and I know he's got a lot of fantasy well, value. He can stay healthy finally. He's got one of the best running be backs nice. in the game and one of the best wide receivers in the game. And if things the go the way they want them to – they may be having, they may win the Nahamdi Ashamwa sweepstakes, and their defense is going to look a whole lot better all of a sudden. Their biggest issue is the defense. I mean, the offense plays like 50 minutes of the game. It's absolutely unbelievable the fact that they can stay healthy for how long they're on the field. But, but their defense can give as many up as many points in 10 minutes as the offense can in, in 50 minutes. Absolutely. And bringing in Wade Phillips, maybe that'll help. I I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not a huge Wade Phillips fan, but it could be an interesting fit. Um, I know that I'm 
I just, I have a, a good feeling. I know every year people say, you know, this is going to be their year, and I think they've got a shot. I think they have all the pieces they need. If they can get Ash and Watt and their defense can kind of solidify, that I think that'll get them over the hump, and I'd feel a lot better about it once I know what's going to happen free, in free agency. But there's there's a lot of good fantasy value here, from Matt Schaub to Arian Foster to Andre Johnson, and, you know, even... If Owen Daniels at tight end can stay healthy, uh, right? It, I just I think he's got potential to be a good tight end, but he never stays healthy long enough for us to find out. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him stay healthy. I'd also like to see them bring in somebody that can really complement Andre Johnson mm-hmm. uh, on a consistent basis. And I'm not talking about you know Kevin Walter or Jacoby Jones, who probably won't be back there, but. If they could get somebody like, and I know this is a pipe dream for them, because they probably can't afford him with everyone else they're paying, but if they could grab somebody like a Santonio Holmes or a Vincent Jackson as a free agent, I, I just think their offense would be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. The fact that Andre Johnson can put up the numbers he does with the fact that he's constantly double-teamed is amazing. If you can have somebody who can compare even a little bit opposite him, imagine what he could do then. He just has to make sure he doesn't get in any fights during the games this year. Uh, you never know. <laughs> At least he's passionate. That, well, the passion, I, you know, he always seems to be playing on, you know, running patterns on his knees at some point in the season because he's injured beyond belief, but uh, we'll see. So, anyway, sounds like we both are not big fans of the Titans, and we are pretty high on the, on the uh, Texans this year. So, how about Jacksonville? I think we're going to probably be split opinions on them, but what's your take on Jackson? Jacksonville? Um, I just, I think there's a lot more holes than they can realistically fix, and the players that they normally rely on, like Maurice Jones-Drew, I, I don't think he's going to be healthy when the season starts. I mean, his knee surgery was like eight months ago, and he's still not 100% healthy. I mean, he thinks at best he's 85% right now, and that makes me really nervous. The fact that ends up with more rushing yards this year, Rashad Jennings or Maurice Jones-Drew. Oof, I, I, I don't think their numbers are going to be all that different. I think Drew's going to have a little more, but I just I don't think he's going to play a whole season. It just there's going to be a quarterback battle, if you can call it that, with David Garrard and Blaine Gabrick, and I'm not excited about Gabbard in right at the beginning, can they? I mean, what I else are they going to do? They can. I don't, they might. I don't think Gerard is that bad. I mean, he's 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 probably well. He's not really a real good real life quarterback or fantasy quarterback. But nope. yeah, I think I think Gabbert. They probably have a little bit more of a luxury with him, you know, in getting his feet wet slowly than they do say right now in Tennessee or Cincinnati or Minnesota. I, I think Gabbert's in a much better position than those other guys are, but. Yeah, I, I, I still think I don't know if I'd say much better. I think he might be in a marginally better situation, but there's just there's not a lot going right for the Jaguars right now. Yeah, if if um you know, if Mike Thomas is your number one receiver then yeah, I I'm not holding out yeah. <laughs> Mike Sims Walker, I, I liked him a lot, but he's probably not gonna be back and Mercedes Lewis. Who knows with Mercedes Lewis? So 
So you think Walker's walking? I do. And I think Mercedes Lewis is a good tight end, but I just I don't think it's realistic to expect his numbers to be as big as they were last year. You know, the one guy on their team that always intrigued me, and mm-hmm. it's not Zach Miller, but is Greg Jones. I always thought, you know, from his days at Florida State, you know, if he could ever stay healthy, that guy's such a beast. But, of course, you know, he's probably had a dozen surgeries on both knees by this point in his career. So probably. he'll probably never be the player I thought he would be, but it would have been fun to <laughs> see what he could have done. So a nice dream. Unfortunately, that seems to be the theme of the AFC. It'd be nice if they were healthy and we knew what they could do. Okay, so now we move on to the Indianapolis Colts, who obviously have a real big pain in the neck right now in the form of their injured (laughs) quarterback. So what do you think? Are you concerned about him? Would you still take him if Aaron Rodgers? I know you love Aaron Rodgers. So if Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees were off the board, would you still want Peyton Manning this year? Are you going to pass because of injury concerns? You know, I don't know. I it, I'm really concerned about the fact that he had a second neck surgery in two years, and he's publicly said that it's troubling to him that like he hasn't been able to because of the lockout work with his trainer at the Colts, which makes me feel like he's not real confident about where he's at physically right now. And I think they said today or yesterday that he's not going to be ready for the start of training camp, which doesn't surprise me. But is he? I mean, I'm sure he plays when the season starts, but I would be shocked if he didn't get off to a slow start. I think that it's going to be a harder year for him, and maybe it's just the first couple of weeks are tough. I, you just don't know. And he's got good a good receiving core, I feel like, but the running back situation is a little sketchy. And I don't know. They bring just, Joseph Adai back or not, or do you think they – say we're we're fine with Donald Brown or do they go out and sign somebody completely different like Ronnie Brown or Ricky Williams or someone? I think they would like to bring Joseph Adai back for another year and part of that plays into the fact that there's not a ton of great running backs out there. If they can get a hold of somebody, you know, the Ahmad Bradshaws of the world, maybe they take a run at him, but then you have to teach somebody a whole new offense. And Joseph Adai, he already knows the system. He works with the team well. So I think they'll try to re-sign him. But I just the whole running back situation makes me a little nervous because nobody could stay healthy. Well, their wide receivers aren't exactly the picture of health either. Nope. I mean, Reggie Wayne just seems <laughs> like he's timeless. But you kind of wonder at some point that has to end, doesn't it? And beyond mm-hmm. him, it just seems like every guy on their team spends a fair amount of time banged up each year. I mean, Anthony Gonzalez, I even Austin, played Austin two games Colley in a row yet. Or, a few times. Yeah, <laughs> Pierre Garçon was injured. I mean, even Dallas mm-hmm. Clark was injured you know, last year. I, he's I think somebody Dallas, else Clark, that I, Dallas Clark's finally healthy, and I think this could be a nice rebound year for him. But there's just – they have a lot of good – proven players on the roster, but they don't have a lot of players I feel like are 100% healthy, and I think the Texans might finish ahead of the Colts. Okay, so good point. So why don't we take a quick look at that then. So what's your prediction for the way that this division winds up? It seems like so far we we have this pattern of two good teams and two not-so-good teams, and it seems to be holding sway in this uh, division as well, but who do you like and what order are they going to finish in? 
I think the Texans are going to edge the Colts out, and I think it's going to be be because of health. And so I think the Colts are going to finish number two in the division, and maybe the Jaguars are third and the Titans fourth, but quite frankly, I think both are going to be terrible. Yeah, I I tend to agree on the order for that. So I, I think the Jaguars have a chance to be somewhat better than the Titans, but that, that's really not saying much. So it's mm-hmm. probably just, you know, between who gets the seventh and who gets the eighth pick in the draft next year. But uh, we'll see how that awesome. plays out. All right, so now we're finally, we're about three-quarters of the way through the show. Why don't you remind people how they can get in touch with us since you only have 15 minutes left to do that. <laughs> you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can find us on Twitter at the number 4, THN Inches Show. That's the number 4, THN Inches Show. And we're under the same handle on Gmail. So our email's the number 4, THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. I haven't been keeping track. Are you tweeting mean things about me again this week like you did last week with the <laughs> Chiefs during the show? Uh, all right, no, well. I may have I may have earlier in the day, but not while we've been on air. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, never mind. Why don't we get on with this? Oh, why don't we do a couple of who am I's? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, the first one is pretty easy. I, I punched out a former college roommate of mine at a at a family reunion this year back in Texas. Who am I? Do you think you could be Cedric Benson? I am indeed. Ding ding ding. <laughs> All right. So now here comes here comes the curveball. Are you ready for it? Okay. All right. This one we're actually going to go into the college ranks. So I already Uh-oh. gave you a big hint, but. I am a running back about to go into my senior year. My school is already on probation, and I was just suspended for showing up inebriated on a TMZ video this week. Who am I? Oh, you play for USC. I saw the video. Mm. I was making disparaging remarks about Kim Kardashian. I was saying that I would get paid more at USC than I would if I went pro. Who am I? Uh, that was a running back for the San Francisco 49ers. I can played see at UCLA. Him. Last name's Tyler. Yep. What's his first Mark name? Mark Tyler. Mark Tyler. Exactly. Two first names. Very good. Two first names. Yeah, That's I, I, it. You, you got it. I couldn't stump you. So I even uh, went to college on you and you still got it. So you are the champ. These are getting harder. I? <laughs> well... That's it's kind of the point. I mean, we're running out of the the, the police squatters were not kind to us this week. Cedric Benson was the real, the only real big story this week, you know, pro wise. So we had to we had to reach a little bit uh, <laughs> deeper this week and, and go into the college ranks to to stir up some trouble. So, but anyway, so now why don't we get back to the task at hand, which is going over the the teams in the AFC West, and right. let's start in. On the so now I think this division is a little bit different because nah, I I think one one team in this division is going to stand hands and shoulders above the rest but yeah and and I'll give you a hint I don't think it's San Diego I don't think it's Oakland and I don't think it's Denver but why don't we just go in order and start with Denver and what do you foresee for them this <laughs> season? 
Besides Tim Tebow um, playing every position and doing everything. Well, in my notes, I have a little column that says strengths and a little column that says weaknesses. And under strengths, I have a question mark because <laughs> there. You don't have Tim Tebow the, in there. No, you're not a I believer. There's. I. It's not that I don't believe in him. I think the problem is that there's too many players fighting for positions, like Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow, and they haven't even ruled out Brady Quinn as a potential starter. So the fact that there's... Well, they haven't, so... Well, my opinion (laughs) is the only one that I don't necessarily think either of the three are the answer at quarterback, at least not the way they're currently playing. And then the running back situation isn't any clearer. I mean, no Sean Marino is not going to be the number one running back. They have to hope they can snag somebody in free agency. It just... It's a mess. Nobody, everything is so sketchy position-wise, and their defense is a mess. I mean, they can't stay healthy. Their secondary is always injured. If they can bring somebody in, that'd be great, but they don't seem to pick very well. I mean, their last big signing was Brian Dawkins. And they can't count on Ed Hockley refereeing all their games this year. Well, I mean, maybe he takes his gun show to Denver, but it's a little cold to have the guns out all the time. Well, maybe he misses some more calls like he did in that San Diego game. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it just, not that I'm bitter or anything. Not at all. But their wide receivers, I think, are the brightest spot of the team. But then again... Which one of their wide receivers them, do you like most? Uh, I like Brandon Lloyd. I like Jabbar Gaffney. I like Eddie Royal. Demarius Thomas isn't terrible. They've got Eric Decker there. I think they have options. There's some interesting options. I don't think any of them are really stud, true number one wide receivers, though. I I don't. Let's let's back up and go to the quarterbacks for a second. I don't really understand why everybody's in such a rush to run Kyle Wharton out of town. I mean, he's in my mind, he's clearly the better option for them than Tim Tebow at this point or Brady Quinn. And I, I think, think they he's have their a better best. option than Tim Tebow, but I don't think he's a good option. I, I'm not so sure I disagree. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, I'm not so sure I agree with that. I think if you put, if you go out and sign a running back, whether it's D'Angelo Williams or Ahmad Bradshaw, or somebody that, well, maybe Ahmad Bradshaw is not a good example, but somebody that can actually hold on to the ball and not get injured. So I guess that rules both of those guys out. But you know, True. if you could get somebody in there that's you know respectable running back, I, I think their offense would would pick up. I mean, they've got nothing to speak of. If you can, I'll give you $5 if you, you know, not you, but to our audience members, I'll give you $5 if you can, you know, even name one of, of Denver's tight ends, and I'll give you a hint, Daniel Graham is probably not going to be back with them this season. So unless you live in Denver or related to one of their tight ends, I'm guessing you can't name any of them. And wide receiver-wise, I still think Eddie Royal, it just boggles my mind that here's a guy that caught 90 passes his his rookie year and then just has seemingly fallen off the cliff since then. I just don't get that, and I still think he has a chance to be a good running back at some I mean, a good wide receiver at some point. And no Sean Moreno, who knows? I just can't believe that this guy that could hurdle defensive players in college in a single bound, you know, can't average three yards a carry in the in the pros. I, I just I would really like to see him bounce back. I just I don't necessarily think he can do it in Denver. I don't think, I think they've happen, already though. written him off. Well he's got a new coaching staff there and all, so who knows. But it it does sound like that 
everyone and his brother is is, is just assuming that they're going to go out and sign somebody. So, yeah, if you use I'd the word "smoke expire" thing, then well, yeah, I think they're also I think they're behind the eight ball a little bit because they, like you said, have a new coaching staff and they haven't been able to work with their players at least on the record. I'm, I'm sure they've found yeah. some way to communicate. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm but sure they've they've just happened to there's lose. There's a lot. A lot of playbooks to work out. here where the players congregate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's going to be a tough year for them. I I'd be surprised if they did not finish dead last in the division. I think they don't have the horses this year. Is what it comes down to. Oh no, I don't think they do. <laughs> okay. So why don't we move on then to America's team, Oakland Raiders. What do you think of their prospects for this season? I think they're better than they have been in the past. I think they're a more functional team. Their offense is not as terrible as it has been. Their coaches Uh, won't beat up each other this year. Hopefully not. But their defense is obviously going to take a few steps back. They're they're losing some key pieces, namely Namdi And But I, I like... Some of the players they've got offensively. I mean, obviously, I'm not a big Jason Campbell fan, but he's adequate. He's doing the job. Darren McFadden stepped up. Michael Bush is still there. Wide receiver-wise, Jacoby Ford and Lewis Murphy, not not bad options. I, I'm i okay with Zach Miller at tight end. Sebastian Janikowski is one of the best fantasy kickers, which is shocking. You know, I don't think they're going to sweep the division again like they did last year, but I think they're going to hold their own. This team is one of those teams that just confounds me. I mean, I have to admit, I, I I have a bias against them because I was a Chiefs fan as a kid and didn't like the Raiders going way back because they would always it seemingly beat the Chiefs when I was watching. But I, I just well, you're I'm not still sold a Chiefs on, fan. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, it, it, I'm probably biased, but I mean, Darren McFadden, I'm just not sold on him yet. And Michael Bush, no. yeah, they'll probably bring him back. He's a restricted free agent, so in theory somebody could snag him away if they wanted to make him their feature back. Zach Miller is a free agent. Their wide receivers, none of those guys really stand out to me. You know, Lewis Murphy. No, they're not. But they're adequate. That's that's the way I kind of think of this offense is adequate. (laughs) But I I just don't see that that makes their wide receiver core much different from, say, Cleveland Browns. And there's nobody there that can really get you excited either. And, I mean, Jacoby Ford, everybody says, oh, I've got to have him. He's a big sleeper this year. I just don't see it. I mean, Chaz Schillens would excite me more than Jacoby Ford, but we all know Chaz Schillens can't stay healthy to save his life. And Darius Hayward Bay, who I I touted several times last year in error and to my eternal regret was (laughs) – underachiever, and uh, I just, uh, I'm not as excited about this team as, as many people seem to be, and you know, I'm, I don't think I'm as, as high on them as you seem to be, too. Well, I think they've I think they've turned a corner from complete hot mess to semi-functional, which is a huge step for them. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, all right. So. All right, so moving along, because we have to get to the two, well, excuse me, the one Titan in this division, the oh. the last team that's not a Titan in this division, and that's the San Diego Chargers. That, that's another interesting team. I mean, wide receiver-wise, their three leading guys from last year could all be 
gone this gone. year. I mean, Vincent mm-hmm. Jackson could be gone. Malcolm Floyd could be gone. Legadu Nane could be gone. That's yep. that's just a mess. And then you throw on top of that, Darren Sproles might not be back, and Antonio mm-hmm. Gates might be injured. And you know, who's, who's mm-hmm. Philip Rivers going to throw to? Is Ryan Matthews going to be able to run more effectively than he did last year? And if not, is Mike Tolbert really the answer there? Uh, uh, I don't know what to make of this. What's your take on it? Um. I'm obviously higher on them than you are because I think they're still going to win the division. Um, Philip Rivers finds a way to make it work. Antonio Gates hopefully will be healthy, at least healthy enough he can get on the field. Patrick Creighton, as a Cowboys fan, I know he can catch balls, and hopefully he will step up and be way more effective than he was last year. But I don't think Vincent Jackson's going to stick around. And... Do they have Malcolm Floyd? If they can keep Malcolm Floyd, I would hope they can because they really need to. But I just, it's hard to say. Yeah. Ryan Matthews, this is kind of a a make or break year for him. Is he going to step up and be the guy, or is Tolbert going to have to come in and and save his butt again, which I don't think he can do as well as he did last year? He won't have to. Well, we'll see. I still think they win the division. I, I don't okay, we got to speed this up or we're not going to get to my favorite team here. Let's go. Let's do the Chiefs. All right. The Chiefs, the AFC's Super Bowl representative this year. And Ugh. Matt Castle, mediocre as a quarterback. You probably at most take him as a second quarterback. Jamal Charles, arguably the best running back in football right now. Dwayne Bowe, is he going to catch 14 or 16 touchdowns again this year? No. But is he a good wide receiver? Yes. Dexter mm-hmm. McCluster, Jonathan Baldwin, could that give them a really dynamic wide receiving core? Yes. Is Tony Miyake a rising star tight end? Yes. Is Ryan Suckup the worst name for a, a fantasy kicker? Yes. But anyway, when you put it all together, I, I think the Chiefs, you know, more on the strength of their defense, but this is a team that I really think can go places this year. So it's you have about five seconds for your rebuttal. I think they're going to be going on a nice vacation. Okay, thank the you very playoffs. much. No, go ahead. <laughs> I have zero faith in Matt Castle. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Uh, Tony Moyaki, I think, is an interesting pick at tight end. I don't think he's a an elite tight end yet, but I think he could get there, just not this year. Jamal Charles is a great running back. I will give you that. Dwayne Bowe, not going to be as huge as he was last year, but he'll still be effective. There's just not that much behind him, and I don't think – that running back-wise and wide receiver-wise, they have a lot of depth. I don't believe in them. I don't think they're going to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. I think you're crazy, and we're going to fight about this all year. <laughs> well, if, well, we'll see. If they if they start out 0-6, we might not fight about it all year, but uh, I don't think that's going to I'm not going to let this go. So, I'm not going right, to let it so, go. I know that, but you're going to have to let it go for this show, and we'll have to pick it up again, not next week, because next week we're going to be previewing the NFC, but maybe the week after mm-hmm. that when we start to have some uh, free agent signings to talk about. But quickly, before you close us and take us out of here, tell us uh, what order the team's going to finish in in the AFC West, and then I'll correct you. Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Okay, I'm going to go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. So we we obviously have what amounts to a huge disagreement between us in this division. I think but, the Raiders uh, and the Chiefs' records are going to be about the same. But we want to hear what you guys think. Tell us on Twitter, Facebook, email. Let us know what you think about the division. And 
the SC as a whole. You can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has some great articles always up. There's a new one today. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com and find us on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And we will be back here again next week at Wednesday at 9.30 till 10.30 Eastern Time. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everyone, and look for Jana's entry on the Fantasy Football Sherpa blog about why the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Good night.